Hi everyone, it's so good to be um, on here. I, I uh, take it as an honour. Um, I do have a word to share with you this morning. And as um, it's already been said, it's called the power of purpose. And just before I was coming on, I could feel um, a stirring in my stomach um, and the Holy Spirit is stirring. And I'm just going to pray. Father, um, we just thank you for your stirring of your spirit, Lord. I pray your Holy Spirit fall upon every single person watching, Lord God. Stir up our, sp our spirits, Lord. Uh, out of our belly shall flow rivers of living water. Father, open hearts to receive what you have to say today through me. And Father God, that we won't leave this meeting today uh, the same as we was um, in Jesus. That we would know our purpose. We would know our calling. We would know to trust you in everything. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, the power of purpose. Yeah, there is power in purpose when we are walking with God. And we are walking in the purpose and the things that he has for us. He has great things for us. He has blessings for us, but he also has a plan for our lives and he has a purpose for our lives. He just didn't put us here for nothing. We didn't just come on earth just to have material things, to, you know, to live in the world and have the gratuities of the world. No, we have come for such a time as this. This is an amazing time to be alive, guys. I know it sounds weird saying that because of what's going on with coronavirus and everything and the, just everything at the moment. But you know what? I mean, I was on the tube. I went to the dentist and I had to go to the angel the day before yesterday and people were very sad looking, yeah? I never saw anyone smile. I was on tube. I was on buses. Well, one bus and some tubes to get there and get back. And uh, I could feel the oppression, you know. But, you know, in the kingdom of God, there is no oppression. There is no oppression. We're going to talk today about the kingdom of God as well. <clears throat> so, um, we, you know, Pastor Kelly's been talking now and she's uh, asking us to speak on about or include the word and the spirit coming together. And that's the time that we're in now. We are in the time of the word of God and the spirit of God coming together. Wow, it's like an explosion. That's what I see. Every time I think of, of, of those words, I see an explosion of his power, an explosion of his goodness. And uh, when I was um, thinking about it and listening to her voice text that she left for the leaders, um, <clears throat> she said, we need to break this open. And as I, as, as I listened, I saw an alabaster box of anointing um, breaking open over, over the body of Christ, over Woolwich Church, over us individually. Um, and God said, in the word and the spirit coming together, there is everything that we need to go forward in 2021. We are not going to be affected like the world's going to be affected. Amen. And if you don't know Jesus today, you haven't made him Lord and Saviour of your life. I encourage you. And there'll be an opportunity at the end to give your heart to Jesus. Give him a try. What have we got to lose? We need God in the days that we're in. Um, so it's like a toolbox, a toolkit, I saw, you know, the word and the spirit 
coming together and all the wonderful things that are in it. Wow. So this message today also goes out to the young people watching. It's for everyone. And I want to ask you a question. Have you ever asked yourself, why am I here? And you know, when I was a child growing up, I may have said this before, I grew up on a, on a council estate. It was very grey, like a lot of us probably did, watching. It was very grey and um, I, I didn't feel happy. We had some great times. My mum and dad were great, but, you know, we had parks nearby. But I remember looking out the window and just looking at the grey buildings and being very depressed and thinking, what is the point to this life? I didn't have a purpose. I wasn't satisfied with life and something was missing. And that followed me all through my life, which is why I, I experimented with lots of different things, including drugs, including um, going to different um, uh, palm readers, going to different places to try to get healed when I was very sick, uh, just before I become a Christian. Um, I, I, I had something wrong with my liver and I was really ill. I was, I was uh, medically retired from work. And in the end, I came to Jesus. I came to that toolbox and there was everything in that toolbox that I needed. And all of a sudden, I knew my purpose. You know, um, when we are in Jesus, see, I knew when I got saved that there was, when I became a Christian, there was something God had for me. I wasn't settling for sacred best. I wasn't settling for 5% of Jesus, 50% of Jesus. Now, I want 100% of everything. If I've got to give up 100% of sin, then I'm going to, as far as you can, obviously, I'm going to give up. I want 100% of God. Amen. So that's what I did. And uh, so who we really are. So the, the real us is in Jesus. Amen. When you find Jesus, you find yourself. That's what I would say today. Not who the devil says we are. Not who our teacher might have said we were. Not who some of our family members might have said we were. Not who your enemies say you are, who you are in Jesus. Amen. Without Jesus, we will never really feel truly whole. And I, I know that because I've lived it and I'm still living it. I'm not saying I don't ever feel low, but, you know, it's rare. And also I know where to go. I know where to go to get my joy. I just go to the throne of God. I just get in the spirit. And I can draw on those waters. I can be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. And I can draw up what I need from God. God has got a blueprint for our lives, guys. Every fingerprint is, when I go into work, in and out of work, I work in a prison. I have to put my finger to get in on, obviously, the fingerprint machine. So they know who I am out of all the people that work in the prison. They know that's me. It recognises me. Amen. Every fingerprint is different. As you know, every person's DNA is different. Even our eyes can be recognised now at, at an airport. As you know, you've probably done it. Going through um, in passport control, you look into a camera and it scans your iris of your eye. What an incredible God. 
that he has made us so intricate and so amazing. How can we think that we're not good enough, guys? And I really feel that is going to someone today. How can you think that you are, you know, not good enough? You might have low self-esteem. God made you incredibly. And he, and he knows if you, if you feel like that. He understands, but he wants you to know that he's made you in an amazing way. And he has a purpose for your life. How can someone say that there is no God? You know, when when our, every snowflake is has got apparently, I, I learned this, I think I've known it years ago, but I've forgotten. Every flake snowflake has got a different pattern on it. Wow. That is the kind of God that we serve. Amen. We should not have to worry about nothing when we serve a God like that. He is truly amazing. There was no, actually no one on this earth like you. Look at someone that you might be sitting with and say, there's no one like you. And there's no one like Jesus. He is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Amen. Not, like, not like long after I'd committed myself to God, it took a long time to get there, but not long after I'd committed myself to God, I started to know and have a feeling of what God had for me in as much as he stopped me the car one day I, he, he spoke to me one day and I pulled over because he said you're going to preach one day I was like me me preach not that preaching is the end of everything and not everybody's called to it but I was like me no I can't even really um, speak I, I, I'm not really properly educated but I was excited there was something in me that rose up to think that God is going to use me there's nothing like being used by God. It's scary. Yeah, it is scary, you know, but there's nothing like the feeling that God is going to use us for his glory, not for our glory. He will take that out of us anyway. If we're doing it for our glory, he will ensure something happens that is removed because he doesn't like pride. Amen. He, he exalts the humble and resists the pride. But even we get back up. Even if he brings down the pride in us, we get back up and we move on in victory. Amen. So as I started to get closer to him, I started to hear his voice more and more. And I could give a whole sermon on that. So I won't now. But he was showing me, telling me what he wanted me to do for him. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the plans that I have for you, and that applies to you. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a hope and a future. Wow, he has given me a hope and a future. All the things I've been through since I've been a Christian, he still gives me hope and he's still giving me every day a future. Every day I wake up, I say, thank you, Lord, for life, because twice I nearly died of cancer. And there's other times in my life when I could have died easily. But God, but God, someone was praying for me before I was a Christian because I could have died. But God, and as a Christian, getting cancer, it, it, you know, good comes out of it. Yeah, I lived and I'm here to preach and I use that testimony. Amen. It's just made me stronger in Christ. Psalm 139, I want to just read it for you quickly. You have searched me, Lord, 
and you know me. You know when I sit. You know when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before. Wow. And you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Well, who would want to leave his spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you're there. If I make my bed in the depths, you're there. If I rise on the, re the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day. And I've lived through that, guys, through this cancer. I And it's gone, it's not mine, but I've lived through that. The night shone like the day. God changes everything around. He turns things upside down. He gives us surprises and things that we don't expect. And my main scripture here is 13, one, one, Psalm 139. For you created in my inmost being. You knit me together. I always imagine God with knitting needles. In my mother's womb. Even if your mother or your father didn't want you, God knew you were coming. God allowed you to, to live. You survived out of all those eggs. <clears throat> The sperm got to you. Amen. There was because there's a calling and there's a purpose on your life. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. This is you and your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden <clears throat> from you when I was made in the secret place and when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book. All of our days are ordained for us, are written in his book, before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would be outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. Hallelujah. Every day I wake up, I say, thank you, Lord, that I'm alive. Amen. We have to make the most of every day, every minute, every hour, every second of our lives and give him glory and give him thanks for it. Many have died during this coronavirus. We know so many people that we know, friends of friends, family. And I'm sorry for that. But you are still alive if you're watching this. <clears throat> you still have a heartbeat. And we are all one heartbeat away from our destiny. Do not waste the time that God has given us in Jesus' name. God sees our lives from a bird's eye view. You know, we don't. We see now and we see before. We can only hope for the future. But God sees it. He knows who we're going to become. When I give my heart that day, I said, I'm, I've had enough of chewing and throwing in and out of Christianity. I'm committing. I had an excitement. But God knew exactly 
what's going to happen. He knows what's going to happen the rest of my life. My question to you is, do you have a clear objective for your life? Or are you stumbling through life, tossed around like the waves of the rock? And in James 1.6, it says, but when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. Because the one who doubts is like the wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. And I remember reading that scripture and I could relate to it at one point, you know, in my early Christian world. You are like a wave. You, you, you know, I'm not, I wasn't letting my yes be yes, my no be no. You know, I was running back to things, coming back in the kingdom. Right? You know, that's not God's will and purpose for our life. Derek Prince said, there is nothing, he was an amazing teacher and preacher, there is nothing more tragic in human life than aimlessness. If you aim at nothing, you'll be sure you will hit it. In Hebrews 12, 1 to 3, this is very powerful scripture. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so in easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. There's a race marked out for each one of us. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross for us, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners that we will not grow weary and lose heart. And my word today to you is do not grow weary. Excuse me, sorry. Do not lose heart, guys. That's what God is saying today. The scripture says our race is marked out for us. We are only called to run the race, not mark it out. The race is long, we know that. But God marks the race for us. So we are led by his spirit and by his will. We need perseverance, as the scripture said. We need endurance. If I didn't have that, I wouldn't have survived those cancers that I had twice. Despite everything I've gone through and mistakes that I've made, and I have made mistakes, I've always persevered and pressed into God. Even when I might have gone away a little bit. Amen. Hebrews 10, 36. You need to persevere. So that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. Amen. I'll read it once more. You need to persevere so that when you've done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. Do you want what he has promised? Yes, I want it. I don't know about you. I can hear you saying yes right now. I'm sure some of you are going, yes, Lord, I want all what you've promised. Well, persevere. Amen. Maybe that's the difference between those that fulfill their purpose and those that give up. They don't persevere. Persevere. I know people that haven't and they've given up because they can't, they, they don't want to endure. They don't want to uh, <clears throat> maybe sometimes have to sacrifice things for the Lord, but it's worth it. Fix your eyes on Jesus, 
don't take your eyes off him. He's our pattern and he's our inspiration. Amen. Also, if Jesus is the, is the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith, then he will finish what he has started in us. Amen. And that's the scripture. Um, you know, we did a few last year, year before, we did a vision board um, for the year, um, which I did here at my house. And um, it was really good. And we wrote, you know, we obviously it was done very much under the power of the Holy Spirit. And we made notes, we took pictures, stickers on, the, on a board and, and words, what we wanted to achieve in that year. It's really good to know what you want from this year, despite what's going on, what you feel God is saying to you and what you would like to achieve. Um, you might have gifts and abilities, but they're no good unless there's an objective and a plan. So there's something really exciting when you know your purpose. I mean, we won't, we won't know everything we're going to do for God. People in the Bible didn't know every single second of what's going to happen. But we, we know that it's going to be good. If, and we know if we obey him, we seek him, we will fulfill our purpose in him. Amen. We don't know how long we've got left on this earth, guys. So we need to get this year very serious for God and ask him, what? Is my purpose for this year? What do you want me to do? What's my purpose for the future? Let's ensure that when we go to our grave, we've done the things that God has called us to do on this earth. When you walk in your purpose and know your purpose, supernatural things start to happen. There's power in purpose. Amen. God will use us as an instrument for him and there will be power because we've got Jesus inside of us. Amen. We have the Holy Spirit and there's power. Hallelujah. There's even power in pain. When I went through the suffering of this, I've, I've been through other sufferings as well in my life, you know, as a Christian, I'm sure you all have. But when I went through those cancer sufferings, there was something in it that just made my purpose even greater. Amen. It just took me to new levels. It gave me um, boldness that I didn't have before. And I thought, no, this is it. I have to, you know, do this thing that God has called me to do. Whatever it is, I'm going to do it. What, you know, we not, might not know all the, the next step that God has for us. And there's a book, a really good book that I've read before, and it's called Not Just Enough Light for the Step We're On. And I really like that. At one point, I really needed that because I wasn't in a good place um, spiritually. And I needed that book. And it really helped me. And every day, there's a different reading. Just enough light for the step we're on. Sometimes we can only just see the next step. Maybe that might just be to fix up. So what are we here for? Ultimately, we're here to serve God. We are the only Bible that some people read. They, they read us. They see us. And that could be, you know, what we do and how we live our lives could be the, the thing that determines them to come into Christ. Ultimately, we're here to serve God. We're in his hands, we're his, um, his hands, his mouthpiece and his feet. We may, may not be called to the pulpit, but we still 
have a purpose. Amen. No, and nothing, you know, being on the pulpit and preaching is no, doesn't make anyone any better than anyone else. It's just what God's called you to do. What are you good at? What are your gifts? Use them to the glory of God. Amen. So just a few keys uh, to surrendering, uh, to, to um, knowing your purpose and coming to walk in your purpose. Surrender, number one, surrender to him. Number two, trust him. Number three, obey him. Ouch. Number four, seek him. Not necessarily in the order. Number five, listen to him. Number six, take risks and step out. It's fun because he always meets us. You know, he always helps us. Just like Peter when he, when he, he stood on the waves. Be humble. Ouch. Know what God, what, what, oh yeah, sorry. Know what God's word says about us. Amen. That's the word. Know his word. Live his word. Read his word. Eat his word. Ask the Holy Spirit and be led by him. The word and the spirit coming together. Don't take your eyes off Jesus. Don't be swayed by others or by your trials. <clears throat> Always get back up. If we do these things, we will walk in our purpose. Just a quick mention about someone that I know that I've um, asked, been, has been in the prison and spoke in the prison for me, uh, where I work, to the men. It's Shane Taylor. Shane Taylor is a Saul. Saul in the Bible, not King Saul, Saul of the New Testament who became Paul. Shane was known as the Britain's worst criminal at one point, or one of them. One of Britain's worst criminal. He went on an alpha course in the prison. I mean, he was horrible, really horrible man. Big guy, did a lot of weights. I mean, I won't share um, everything about him now. You can look him up. He had no purpose. He was in prison. He wasn't nice. One day he went to an alpha course. And guess what? He became a Christian. From that day, he changed. No one could believe it. And he's out of prison now and he's going around sharing the gospel. He's all over the internet. He's always speaking to, you know, to different um, churches. <clears throat> I heard him first speak at the Holy Trinity, Brompton. Right, so material things cannot be our main focus. As much as nice as they are, um, we need to focus on our purpose. Amen. Matthew 6.33 says, so above all, Constantly chase after the realm of God's kingdom and the righteousness that proceeds from him. Then all these less important things will be given to you. That's the passion version. So seek the kingdom of God and everything else will follow. Amen. That's the main thing that we seek the kingdom of God. And we just want to talk about, you know, being in the, in the, the kingdom of God, the sovereign realm of God. The dimension where God's glory dwells. When we become a Christian, we enter into the spiritual realm of God. Praise God. Where the supernatural happens. When we get born again, or you want to call it becoming a Christian or surrendering your life to Jesus. The realm of God's kingdom where transformation, where that's where shame entered in. Transformation and the supernatural happened. He's a different person. Amen. Like people couldn't believe that he changed. You know, it took a while for people to actually believe that he had changed. A bit like when I've come to the Lord, they were waiting for me to just say it was a phase. 
but it never did. Ezekiel 10.4 talks us about God's glory. And when we enter into the kingdom, so um, how we can live out our purposes, we're entering into a supernatural realm, you know. So anything is possible with God. He can use us in amazing ways. Um, and just to glimpse and understand God's glory, Ezekiel 10 forces, the glory, the Lord's glory rose from above the winged creatures and moved towards the temple's threshold. The temple <coughs> was filled with the cloud and the courtyard was filled with the brightness of the Lord's glory, which is known as kabod in Hebrew. This word is derived from a root which basically means heavy or rich. There are rich things and good things in the glory of God when we're walking in the glory. Kabod also means loaded with power, reputation or honour. It's loaded with power, guys. Come on, we've got a purpose in this life. This year is going to be like no other year. You know, God's pouring out his spirit. It's the year of Acts, and that's been confirmed. I've said it, and it's been confirmed twice now or three times by major prophets that we are living in the book of Acts. And I know that's how Pastor Kelly feels as well, which I'm happy about. Amen. God's glory is weighty. Amen. It has wonderful qualities, beauty, goodness. Amen. When we think of God's glory, we remember that God has all good things in greater quantity and quality, more than we could ever ask for or imagine. Amen. It's also solid and it's substantial. I know it. I'm living it. It is solid and substantial. He is the rock, the solid rock on which we stand. Praise God. Also, in the Latin Gloria is renowned as the manifestation of God's presence. It's also known as Shekinah. His glory is his love, his light, his favour, his power, his anointing, his presence. Hallelujah. I hope you can feel that right now, where you are. There's a scripture in 1 Kings 8, uh, 10 11. It says that the priest came from the holy place and the cloud filled the house of the Lord so they couldn't even stand to minister because of the cloud for the glory of the Lord filled the house of the Lord. Amen. We are containers of his glory and we should spill out onto others when we talk to people, when we pray for people, when we just do our everyday life at work. That glory is spilling out onto others. I'm living it. I see it in the prison. I just go around just throwing a bit of glory here, a bit of glory there, or a bit of salt, in other words, the salt of the kingdom. Amen. And, and you know, I'm just having a great time. So we could have all sorts of um, gifts, you know, we might be good at. You know, this is all part of your purpose. Have a think about what your gifts are. I've got a few acts of kindness. I know Dorothy and Tim did that and the kids. But I was so, I thought that was great. They, I think they went and delivered a cream tea to someone. You know, just some acts of kindness, which I try to do sometimes when I'm out, when the Lord, Holy Spirit um, reminds me. Just go and pay for someone's shopping or something. I don't know. But, you know, when you do it, the, the God's glory activates. 
and it gives an opening to tell them about Jesus. You might be evangelized, you might want to preach, you might be good at counseling, you might go to the mission field, you might be a leader, you might just be an encourager. You know, there's some people in our church that are real encouragers. You might have prophecy, gift of prophecy. You may in your job is, is your, your um, mission on earth. You might be fostering children. You know, that is a calling from God. Not everybody can do that. You might work with vulnerable adults. You know, you might be just bless your neighbours. Mainly it's to do the purpose of God of our lives is to do God's will, to touch others with the love of God. Amen. And I'm just going to, um, because of time, I'm just going to touch on a few things. Um, just to let you know, we will, as you know, go through different seasons in our life and, you know, in our purpose. Not everything is good. You know, it's mountains and valleys. But, you know, when we go through suffering, always good comes out of it because all good things working, it's, everything's working together for our good. Amen. And for the glory of God. There was a woman at the well that went to the well to draw water. She was lost. She was in a mess. Amen. She went to the well and she met with Jesus. And she didn't leave that place the same person. He gave her water, he said, where she would never thirst. Amen. And when you come to Jesus, he gives us the salvation. He gives us the, the well of salvation where we would never thirst again. Amen. When she went, you know, she was a different person. She had a purpose. She changed. You read it. It's in John 4. And she ran off into a village or a town to tell others about Jesus. She became an evangelist. The anointing was on her. And then in uh, same, that same chapter 4, uh, from 31 to 35, the disciples came back from shopping. He got them out of the way because they probably would have spoiled it. Because she, she was known as a loose woman, you know, and uh, they were probably being religious. He knew they were going to be religious about it. Um, and he, they said, eat something, Rabbi. And he said, oh, I've got food to eat you know nothing about. <laughs> he talked in these, uh, you know, parables. And so and then the disciples said, well, could someone have bought him food? And he said, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. We are called to do the will of him who, who, we are, who come in us when we give our lives to Jesus and to finish our race. Amen. And he says, it's still four months until the harvest. I tell you, open your eyes, look at the fields. They are ripe for harvest. Amen. David was in the Field, minding sheep, spending quality time with God. He was in solitude with God. You might be feeling that you're in solitude. I do a bit now, you know. And um, but he could hear the voice of God, the word of God. He had a purpose for him to do mighty things, to be king over Israel. He didn't know he was going to be king. He was just minding sheep. He was young. He was in a field fighting bears and lions. God was preparing him. And God's preparing you in your battle for your purpose. If you're going through something today, he's preparing you <clears throat> for your purpose. Please do not be discouraged, but persevere and press in to the spirit of God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God 
and everything else will follow. When um, Samuel was sent to anoint him, God said about the other brothers, don't look at their appearance because God looks at the heart. And he sent for David at the back of the field. And and the Lord said, rise and anoint him. This is the one. And then Samuel took the horn of oil and he anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day, guys, the spirit of the Lord came powerfully on David. And the spirit of the Lord is on us, almighty God, is on us in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. For he has anointed us to preach and bring good news. This is the word in that and the spirit coming together. The power, it came powerfully on him. Hallelujah. He didn't know he was going to be king, I'm sure. I'm sure it was a surprise. But God had been training him in the fields. And I felt when I was writing this that someone is going to get a surprise from God. Hallelujah. When we walk and obey him, we will get nice surprises. And there's someone listening might be more than one, that it's God is going to surprise. Hallelujah. Don't forget we're winners in Jesus. We Jesus is a winner man. There's a song that says Jesus is a winner man. I won't sing it. Don't worry. So also God's lamp was a light to David's feet. And Psalm 119, 105 says, your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. And yeah, it's so true. It is a light to our path. When we go down the wrong path, it puts a light and says, go this way. Amen. I don't know if that's speaking to someone today. There was a man in the tombs uh, in Mark 5 when he saw Jesus coming towards him. He was out of control. He broke all his chains. He, He was cutting himself. He wasn't well. People were frightened of him. And he said to Jesus, what do you want from me, Jesus? son of the most high. And Jesus said, come out of this man, you impure spirit. The word went forth and the anointing was on Jesus. And that story ends that that man, he didn't have any clothes on when Jesus approached him because he wasn't well. And when, by the time Jesus had finished with him, it says he was in his right man mind and he was clothed. But he was also clothed with the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. That is the spirit and the word coming together, the power of God that we can expect for ourselves, when we, our own selves, and when we go out and we minister to others in our everyday life. Hallelujah. The same with Lazarus when he rose. Praise God. Um, from the dead, you know. I won't go right into it. It's in Mark it's in uh, John 11. Jesus just gets there. It takes him four days to get to this dead man. And he says to Jesus, uh, to Lazarus, Lazarus, come out. This guy was bound in bandages. And the Bible says, but as he says, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out and his hands and his feet bound in grave clothes his face wrapped in a headcloth, and Jesus told them, unwrap him and let him go. And something right now over someone that's watching, um, Jesus is saying, come out, whatever it is, 
that's in us that God doesn't want in us now. Whatever we're doing that's displeasing God, God is saying, come out now in Jesus' name. And those grave clothes, those grave clothes where someone's been living in the past, regretting things that have happened in the past, they're still living in that. God wants to take the grave clothes off you today and let you go in Jesus' name. When he, when he rose the little girl from the dead, he took her by the hand and said, Talitha Kuom, which means little girl, I say to you, get up. The anointing was in the room. The anointed one was in the room. He put everyone out apart from her mum and dad. I think it was just her mum and dad. Those that doubted, he put them out of the room. He said, little girl, I say to you, get up. She was dead. Immediately, the girl stood up and began to walk around. She was 12 years old. Come on. God is a God that raises dead things in our lives. I could go on forever, guys, but I'm coming right now to the end of the sermon. I pray that the Lord has ministered to you and that he would open an alabaster box of precious anointing over you now. I can just see it falling. Just... Lift your hands up and, and, and just receive what the Lord has for you today. Hallelujah. God wants us to fulfill our purpose here on this earth. And he has a mighty, mighty, mighty plan for your life to prosper you and not to harm you. I'm going to just pray. Father, direct and guide us, almighty God. Those that are listening now or going to listen after I've spoken, are going to watch it online. Lord, I pray that you minister to every one of us, Lord God, that every one of us would know and walk in our purpose. Show us our purpose, Lord. Let us trust you and obey. Let the spirit and the word come together in our, over our lives and break out over us and over us individually and as a church. And if you don't know Jesus today, I'm going to give you an opportunity to give your heart to him. So if you have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Saviour and you, you haven't become a Christian and you just really would like something more in this life, you want purpose, you were like me, you didn't know your purpose, you were depressed, you were fearful, you might be worried about all what's going on, obviously you're bound to be. Just pray after me. Father God, Jesus, I come to you now in your precious name. I recognise you're the Son of God and you died on the cross for me. I'm sorry for every sin I've ever committed, what I've said, what I've thought and what I've done. And I thank you that you forgive me and you cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Satan, get out of my life in the name of Jesus. I renounce you now and I put the blood of Jesus between me and you. Jesus, come into my heart. I open my heart to you now. I surrender to you. Come in, take over my life and show me my purpose. And I thank you that I can call myself a Christian in 
Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you and I hope you've been blessed today. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. You may have been a Christian for a long time or you may be exploring the possibilities of a relationship with God. Wherever you are in your journey of life, please feel free to contact us at Woolwich Community Church if you would like any further information on today's message. We will be happy to talk with you, pray with you and help you in any way we can. Please see the information below in our bio on how to get in touch with us. Have a blessed week and God bless.